Welcome to Beijing's Daily News. Today is the 28th of September 2022. We'll be covering an analysis of the Winter Meat Pack, insights on Axie Infinity, and a risk assessment of Frax governance. Let's get to it. On September the 26th, an article titled "Analysis of the Winter Meat Pack: The Inside Job" was published on personal Twitter to discuss the possibility that the initiator of the Winter Meat Pack was an internal member. The following are his main judgments. Currently, the prevailing theory is that an EOA, which is an externally owned address that made the call on the compromised Wintermute smart contract, was itself compromised via the team's use of a faulty online vanity address generator tool. The idea is that by recovering the private key for that EOA, the attacker was able to make calls on the Wintermute smart contract, which supposedly had admin access. This theory comes from the implicit assumption that admin access would have also been sufficient in itself to execute such a compromise. This study will refute that idea through the analysis of the smart contract itself, its interactions and transactions that are considered to be the ones initiated by the hacker. In said analysis, we will see the knowledge required to execute this hack precludes the possibility that the hacker was a random. External entity that simply discovered or recovered the private key to an unsafe EOA that the team failed to revoke admin permission for. In other words, the relevant transactions initiated by the EOA make it clear that the hacker was likely an internal member of the Wintermute team. The author then restores the code and the entire attack process, and at the end of the author concludes the explanation given by Evgeny later the same day of the hack was rushed. Hasty and sloppily published in a manner that gives impression that he and all the Wintermute team were relieved that they were able to potentially pull off a 160 million plus heist with little to no scrutiny. On September the 23rd, token economist Ben Lilly published an article titled "Insights on Token Design," discussing token design. Here are the main points: the user base for the gaming industry is more than twice the size of China. In terms of revenue, it will slot in at number 41 between Pakistan and Chile in terms of, or rather, Chile in terms of GDP. All of these leaps in development were thanks to advances in tech, and the latest ones has us the most excited: blockchain-based gaming. Blockchain game usage increased over 2,000% and comprised of 52% of all blockchain activities in 2021, which drove in about 4 billion in investments for 2021. And 2.5 billion in the first quarter of 2022. It even represents 41% of all NFT sales in 2021, totaling 8.8 billion. The trend is just beginning, but we can see the importance of token design from Axie's death spiral. If you design token systems or in-game economies, you need a set of tools. Most teams employ a combination of Excel, Figma flowcharts, and case studies of previous projects. This is what we did for some time as well. But at the end, there was no dedicated piece of software to really tackle the main problem of designing an economy, which is a pretty glaring issue if you think about it. Developers, artists, sound engineers, and graphic designers all have a myriad of software programs to choose from. Token designers, not so much. Next, the author discusses whether Axie will return to the top. We do not think the game will realize the same success as it did before. Part of this has to do with carrying capacity. Similar to growing populations, if economies grow too fast, then their population can exceed the amount the economy can sustain. If this takes place, then either two things happens: the economy dies out, or the amount of users the economy can sustain is permanently lowered. Which is why, whenever we discuss growth, it's all about sustainable growth. 
if you grow too fast and introduce price instability, then you're likely to damage the upper band in how much the economy can sustain. On September the 27th, Crypto Risk Assessment published an article titled Risk Assessment Frax Governance Discussing Frax's Governance Risks. Frax assets compose roughly 21.5% of Curve's TVL and their pool captures 32% of CRV emissions. The Frax protocol is currently governed and managed by the core team multisig controlling over 1.2 billion of assets, even after deploying governance contracts. Frax is implementing an improved governance module that removes the trust dependency on the core team multisig and swings the majority vote to via FXS holders. The Curve DAO should monitor the governance implementation, following up if it is not complete by year end. The Curve protocol has become integral to DeFi, ranking first in DEX TVL and second in DEX volume. It was recently highlighted that Frax, a protocol deeply involved with Curve, uses multi-sigs operated by the core team to control protocol funds and governance operations. At December 2021, Trail of Bits audit graded the decentralization of the protocol as weak and stated, contract owners have near complete control over the system. While the concept of governance exists, its role is unclear. Given the level of integration between Curve and Frax, the risks imposed by the core team multi-sig to the Curve protocol must be assessed. The current use of a multi-sig in the governance and management of Frax does not pose a risk to Curve, given the value of Frax assets in Curve pools. If Frax were to become compromised, 21.5% of assets on Curve would be at risk, and 32% of CRV emissions will be ineffectively distributed. However, the Frax team is aware the current structure is unsustainable and is implementing a secure and decentralized model that shifts majority control of the protocol to FXS voters. The successful implementation of this new governance model will remove the current risk posed by multi-sig wallets. A crypto risk assessment completed in December 2021 stated the core team was planning to remove the multi-sig in 3-6 months so that it is purely governance on-chain. Since this has yet to happen, the core team is currently 3-6 to six months behind the previous timeline. Given the information described in this report, I believe that the Curve DAO should actively monitor the implementation of the optimistic governance model, but take no action now. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account Bishing Ventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.